What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Hello. Welcome to another episode of G Splash Presents. Splash Trash Meow. G Splash. You know. The dopest podcast. This is the dope show. You know how we do. We got a lot of our first Splash Trash Meow of the year. Of 2020. Of the decade. Gosh, I feel like we've been sucked through a weird time vortex in the end of 19 to the beginning of 20 because i feel like we've recorded but i mean we've recorded but i feel like we've recorded a stim since then but i guess not nope we've been on hiatus oh, we're finally true. back into our regular rigorously scheduled program uh regular yeah. uh, i'm your host bradley baxter and riding shotgun with me today is katie pepper pops Podcast land. You know how we do. Uh, on this episode mm-hmm. of Splash Trash, yeah. man, we're talking three movies. We're talking Underwater, Just Mercy, and 1917. Katie, did you get a chance to see all of these movies? I did not get a chance to see Underwater. And I don't know even if given the chance. I would have seen, I probably would have seen Like a Boss or Boss Girls like, or whatever like that other movie is. Before Underwater? Prefer over Underwater. Why? Is that a, is that a Christian? Yeah. Uh, Stewart thing? No, I like I like Kristen Stewart. I just this seems like this underwater seems like your kind of your kind of movie. Oh, it's no. a horror movie. That, that part, yeah, that part where light does not penetrate water gives me the EBGBs. Oh yeah, because you don't like you and you don't like space either, right? Yeah, mm. but I like to add Astra. So, but I space and where wa- light doesn't touch penetrate water just makes me feel really lightheaded and ill well let's talk more to- lightheaded and ill i always feel that way so let's talk about underwater first then okay. uh, this movie currently has a 51 percent critic score and a 61 percent from the audience the plot is as follows you've got a crew of underwater researchers that must scramble to safety after an earthquake devastates their subterranean laboratory that's all that this says, but the next line should definitely be, or is it an earthquake at all? Uh, this is, or else, uh, yeah. yeah. This is definitely a horror movie. It's a sci-fi action and terror. So that's why it's rated PG-13. Kristen Stewart wasn't bad. At, I mean, there's not a lot of, there's not anything crazy as far as dialogue. Uh, so this there's is, not like a performance aspect. It's a... Well, you know, it's a scary movie. I will say, and this is spoilers going forward. So if you were dying to see underwater, uh, maybe pause it or whatever. Uh, TJ Miller is in it for a short amount of time. This movie seems like it's one of those movies that's left over from Fox, from like the Fox slate before okay. before the merger. I could be wrong on that. Kristen Stewart's usually pretty picky. I feel like and and really good at picking out the movies that she does. Is that wrong? Yeah, she's had a she's had a rough year this year between Charlie's Angels and and this, this. one. Yeah, this one's trash. I'm gonna give it trash. <laughs> shit, shit, shit is straight garbage. Uh, okay, but it only because we don't get any explanation of like this monster or like it's just there with these other things and people are trying to get away. Like that's pretty much the movie. So so you want to know like. Is this something that came from another planet and has been hiding out? Is this something that's always been there that the earthquake awoke? Is this something that they brought forward by their present? Like, that's the questions that you would have wanted answered to have the movie be maybe a myth versus a trash. I mean, yeah, some there's like no substance except for the fact that 
they think there's they're like fracking or drilling for oil, I think. And Oh, that's no good. That's always a recipe for bad karma. I don't know. Uh, this movie was trash. Shit is straight. That's all I got to say. Let's talk about some good shit, though. Let's talk about Just Mercy. Tell us what this movie's about. Just Mercy is based on the book by the same name. And it is a story of young lawyer Brian Stevenson beginning the Equal Justice Initiative in Alabama, which works with people who are facing life in prison with capital punishment and are perhaps wrongfully accused or didn't receive the defense trial that they should have because of either systematic issues that are happening or that they had a lack of financial ability to hire a defense lawyer that could have given them either a lesser sentence or perhaps proven that they were innocent of the crime. Yeah. Movie stars Michael B. Jordan, who everybody loves. Yep. Uh, This has an 83% certified fresh on a tomato meter and a 99% from audiences. So people like this movie. Uh, Katie, what did you think of the movie? What did you like? What you didn't like? So I've read the book. You you said you read the book? I read the book, yeah. I read the book in one sitting. Did you read the book before the the movie? Before knowing about Um, the movie? Um, no, I, it was on my to read list, mm. but my to read list has about 200 titles on it. So it moved to the top of the list when I realized that the movie was going to be coming out soon. The only thing that I felt this movie was lacking is that I just wanted at the end to shout to the audience that this movie and these situations and what happened, these were not just anomalies. Cases like this and Punishment like this happens all over this country all of the time. I just wanted to say that this isn't a film about some accidents that happened, that this is an epidemic that the American legal system has. So that was the only thing that I would say is that I wish that the film had at least at some point touched on the scope of the problem, because I think it would be easy to walk out of the film and say, oh, well, Brian Stevenson took care of those cases and everything in the justice system is just, and I'm really glad those little mistakes got fixed, but this is a widespread problem. So if this was a movie that you saw and you were really moved by, I encourage you to read the book to see that this isn't just poor black men in Alabama that this is happening to. But other than that, the movie was awesome. Splash? Oh, absolute splash. Yeah, this movie was really good. True story. You think everyone yep. did a good job as far as researching their characters? Yes. Right. I mean, from, you know, <laughs> any creative license or changing of some things, like some of the details that they left in the movie, like that part where uh, Brian is visiting the family and the woman keeps refilling his drink, like the mm. second he takes a sip. He like mm. talks about how conscientious like the family was. And so they kept these little details and... Anything that they changed for the sake of the film didn't change the story or who any of these people were. It was more of the sake of time or for continuity, but there was nothing in there that I was like, that is not how, you know, that's not how that happened. Yeah, no, it was a good movie. I think everyone had acted an amazing, did an amazing, excuse me. Everyone did an amazing job. Michael B. Jordan. I mean, even O'Shea Jackson Jr., Jamie Foxx even. Even Jamie Brie- Foxx, you, you, you forgot that that was Jamie Foxx. 
Yeah, this like is I definitely not a... Notes, like, I'm watching that, and I'm like, because Jamie Foxx is a good-looking, smooth, singing man. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, that's Jamie Foxx. The thing that bothers me about this movie is that it's released in January. Yeah. Because it's not getting any Oscar love. It's getting none, and I think that but because I don't think... it was a limited release, it won't next year either. Yeah, so that's that's the down side of this movie. That's my only my only thing. But I thought yeah, I don't. Was yeah, I'm I'm surprised that at least Jamie Fox or even Tim Blake Nelson did a fantastic job as Ralph Myers. So I I'm surprised that there wasn't at least some sort of. Oscar. I think this is. I mean, definitely not for this year. Oh, There's somewhere. way too much stuff. But it. I mean, it came out the same time as 1917. As 1917. So. Yeah, I don't know. But speaking of 1917, let's talk about 1917. Let's talk about 1917. That's the year my grandmother was born. Oh, wow. These kind of movies are hard for me, these time pieces. I had a hard time with Dunkirk. Not because I think they're bad movies. It's just this is a, this is a different movie for like the wartime pieces and stuff. I don't know. I, think, I don't know. I don't have really have an answer. Of- yeah, they're, it's hard to watch because this isn't just, you know, like, so, right. So it's like hard to watch. You know, people die in Endgame, right? But like that didn't actually happen. That's not real, right? I don't like. But when you watch, for me, like when I watch this, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what, that's what nineteen year old dudes fighting in France. Cool. You, like I knowing that there's a sense of reality that goes along with war films, it makes it difficult for me to sit through them well the plot goes like this at the height of the first world war two young british soldiers schofield and blake are given a seamlessly impossible mission and in a race against time they must cross to enemy territory to deliver a message that will stop a deadly attack on hundreds of soldiers blake's own brother being one of them um this has a current score of 90 percent certified fresh and an 89 percent audience score making its way through the uh golden globes and the critics choice awards grabbing grabbing a couple and the oscars nominate well nominations not it's got it's got oscar noms for best picture and best cinematography i'll say this this is probably one of the best cinema like cinematography films is that even i don't know if i said that right but whatever that i've ever seen cinematographized yeah the coolest thing about this movie and maybe won't a lot of people won't get this right away but this movie is shot all as one shot of a continuous moving person, people that you follow. And it's all, like I said, all one shot. So right. there's no cut, cutting away different things. Like you're just following these people and you're like right there. I thought that was done so well. The movie. There's like maybe there's one there's like one part where the screen just goes black for a second. But that's because this is a spoiler, but that's because the character that you're following is knocked out that's one of the things that i loved about it so i definitely see it winning for that i i see i understand like why it's winning awards and why people are talking about this being one of the best movies of this year i thought it was a splash but katie what did you think about the movie i wrote splash like i thought this movie was a splash this movie and i can't think of another word in my extensive vocabulary this was a beautiful film like this film was gorgeous but it's also horrifying Mm-hmm. So I don't know like what the word is of those two things because it's shot beautifully. There's these really tender, amazing moments in there. 
but obviously they're in like what can only be described as like the worst situation we can put ourselves in right mm-hmm. um a lot of weight on the shoulders like at the very beginning well, of this movie you know it's an it's an amazing an amazing movie like it's so well done it's engaging it's surprising the part where he's running through the town and there's with the, like the fire and then the missiles and the lighting in that the, shot yeah the flares to light up following him i mean it's just it's shot amazing and then in the river i mean it's just gorgeous but it's also fucking awful like what even what the fuck even is war like these kids are you know and then you see like people's dead bodies like it's just it's really really brutal but it's also really what gorgeously done which i don't think I hope isn't like, oh, in the midst of war, there's beauty. Like, nope, there's nothing beautiful about any of this that happened, but it's a beautiful film, if that makes any sense. There's some great scenes, too. Like, just to add on to what you're saying, you just don't think about, but that, for instance, when they're trying to cross the first line or whatever, the front line, and he, he's in the hole, and he's, like, cut his hand on that barbed wire, and he's in there, and then his buddy comes after him, and he... There's a body next to him that's just like completely open, and he puts his cut hand, hand to catch his balance and inside you know what, this like, soggy, watered. Neat freak germaphobe is. I was like, oh my god, do you, please tell me you're up on your tetanus. Can someone get other some antibiotics in that pack he's got? Like he hadn't even wrapped it, it up just, yet, right? I don't think he had wrapped it up yet. Um, whatever. I mean, wrapping it up in that flimsy ass gauze, I don't think it's going to stop right, the entrails right. of a dead person anyways. Right. So. No, no. I'm not. I'm just saying like, he was like still like, <laughs> right, it like, was still open. I mean. It happens. Like, I'm sure that that has happened. I'm sure that somebody has landed on a body in the midst of escaping, yeah. in the midst of, you know, like, it's just, and I feel like so often, I don't think we've gotten a horror film like yeah. this, but. I was like, oh, wow, this is really, oh, there's like these dead horses and there's a dead dog and all of that. But it's like, again, like this beautiful story. But again, you know, like I've said again, like six times, but I just kept thinking, what, who would I pick to go with me? Right. on like a mission like this. And then who would I take a mission like this to go save? Like the amount of courage that it take it would take to. Yeah, I mean, you're basically giving someone a, a pretty much giving them a death sentence, or giving your the person that you care about, whoever you're going to try to go save. I mean, it was just it was too, it's too much. The thing but that, in a really good way. The thing that I also liked about it was the movie moves so fast that on those small details, like the dead horses, the dead bodies, the the stuff that there's so, that they come across, like you instantly look at and you're like. I wouldn't say hor, but like you you see it, you're like, oh, and then you got to keep moving though. Like you just, it's there. You got to keep There's moving. There's no time, right? And well, then that's as what as you, you as a viewer of this movie, that's what happens, right? Like you freak, like forget about that stuff quickly because there's something else around the corner as soon as the camera pans over, which I thought was really good. Well, well, and that's like the genius of the one shot, right? That we're constantly engaged alongside these soldiers. As if we're also alongside with them. There isn't like a moment of relief where we're looking over a vista or we've got like a, you know, like the drone view of trees that everyone does in every film now. Like <laughs> none of that 
you know, following the convoy, like none of that is happening. You were just there with it. But I, you know, I said like, I, in my notes, it's like beautiful. And then I'm also like, this movie's a goddamn nightmare because mm. that's like a nightmare to have to live through and for people to have to continue to live through them for years at a time in deployment. I mean, it's just, it's too fucking much. Splash trash. But everyone should splash. I said a splash. I said a splash at the beginning. I don't, sure I don't, no, I, I didn't, I didn't ask you. You didn't say it. Oh, yeah. I felt like Sorry. I said it, but yeah, splash. Word. After seeing it, do you feel like your your pick for best picture has changed? No. What what did you pick? You picked Joker. art? You picked Joker to win best picture? Joker. Yep. But nineteen seventeen won what? Golden Globe? Best picture? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm picking Joker. I think he has a really good shot. I definitely is gonna win it should win cine- cinematography, hands down. Although I love the cinematography of the Joker. It doesn't even hold a candle to this movie. I'm just saying, I can like you're, what I like. <laughs> you, I, but you're, we're not talking about what you like. We're talking about who should win. I know, but I also think that the cinematography was pretty inventive in Joker. I would strongly disagree with that. I know you would because I don't think I don't think there's a, I don't think there's anything creative about the cinematography in that film. Okay. <laughs> just saying. Uh, not like I mean, look, like this whole one. Sh- this is a whole one shot. I know. I no know. one does I that. I feel like I, I'm. Yes, I also agree. 1917 should win that. I wouldn't be like mad if the Joker won. Of course not. You, I'd get a text message from you to say suck it. Uh, Sam Mendes for d- director. Do you think he should get a nod for that? I think they're gonna give it to Tarantino though, right? <sighs> I read somewhere that that uh, that more usually always goes to Tarantino. I hope not. <laughs> I would agree if Sam Mendes got it. I wouldn't be upset if Todd Phillips also got it, but I think Sam Mendes with the one shot, the one story, how engaging it was. I yes, I think that he could win best director. With with the nominees. That would be <clears throat> a well-deserved award. Well, with the nominees out, <clears throat> my obviously my vote my favorite movie of the year is still Endgame. But I think for Best Picture, I I said Ford versus Ferrari, which isn't even a nod. I think Uncut Gems is also, like, I was surprised that that didn't get a nod either. Yeah, well, nothing. they got those, again, they got those, like, weird release dates, I feel like. You know? But like, that's why? What, but that's the weird part, because then a movie like 1917 is in there. So that came out this past weekend, like, everywhere. I know, I don't. It's weird. I also think, I think Honey Boy also probably got a little bit snub. There's just no, too many good Ford, movies. Ford versus Ferrari is up for best motion picture of the year. For picture? I was sure about it. I just double checked. Yeah, it's it's a long list. It says best motion picture of the year nominees: Ford v Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Yeah, I know. I, mean, I was like, I thought gonna... they always only had like, like they're only allowed like five, but I guess. But this was a very serious movie weekend. Uh, yes, it was. Next I... weekend, there'll be nothing serious happening. What is next weekend? What, what are the upcoming attractions? Bad boys like oh. Go win, no win. Who the fuck <laughs> wants to sing that song? And then, um, Dr. Doolittle. Oh, that comes out next week? Yeah. I'm nervous. Animal movies really 
They mess me up more than war movies. There, this month is a tough month for movies, but Bad Boys will probably be for life. Which is weird that it's Bad number three boys. and they're doing for life. Like you would think that would be for number four if they four. Were. I know to be Bad Boys, Badder Boys, Baddest Boys, Bad Boys for Life with the fours and number four. Well, that's what we'll be talking about next next episode of Splash Trash and Mad. This has been episode number 62. Let us know what you thought of 1917. Do you think it'll win Best Picture? Or will... Is it the Bay Pay? <laughs> or will we all get a giant suck it from Katie because the Joker... No, not Joker everyone. Won. Just you. Just, Just me. Just you. This is a... This is a BP. Well, I will say, I will say that I will represent all the people that did not like that movie because I know there's a lot of people that didn't like that movie. There's also a lot of people that liked that movie. So, well, you heard it here first. This is another episode of Splash Trash Man in the Tank. We'll see you next week right here on G Splash Network podcasting, the dopest podcast on earth. Next week or on Wednesday, you can hear me and Chris talk about. Uh, Watchmen DC's uh, Doomsday Clock which came out over the course of two years which we complained about the whole time now yeah, we're completed we're talking about it you can rewind and all of that I'm Bradley Baxter's Katie Pepper Pops we'll see you next week or chirp at you later peace I'm out baby ah.